playoffs? The Browns are in the playoffs? It just goes to show that the principle is always true. The more you flack around, the more the AFC finds out. You're listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast, an iconoclastic look at the latest Cleveland Browns news. The What the Elf Was That podcast is part of the Fanatical Elves podcast network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's your host, Joel Cade. All right, welcome back to What the Elf Was That? Great week for Browns fans, right? We got to watch on Thursday night football. Just two days after my last podcast, on Thursday Night Football, we got to watch the Browns take care of business at home against the New York Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Why is that guy even on their roster? What's that even about? He's not going to play. He has no plans to play. And, you know, instead of saying flack around, I think uh, your Aaron Rodgers is around. I mean, why is he even on the roster? I don't even understand. I don't understand why he's on the roster at this point. Somebody leave a comment and explain that one to me. All right, so the Browns took care of business with the Jets on Thursday night, which secured their spot, their number fifth seed. And then, much to the chagrin of all Browns fans, the Ravens went out and took care of their own business against the the Dolphins, securing their position as the number one. I mean, the Ravens are a team, man. They've had it so lucky this year. I mean, I'm not going to say they're a bad football team. They're a good football team, okay? They're a contrarian football team, which means – Teams who play them enough know how to beat them. By that, I mean the Steelers and the Browns, because I don't think the Bengals understand what they're doing on defense enough. By mean by that, I mean I don't think they understand the personnel they need to handle Lamar Jackson. And certainly the rest of the AFC, who doesn't see him but once every two, three years, and the AFC or the NFC who sees him once every four years, they don't even care. So as long as you're playing contrary in football, which means you're doing something different than what everybody else is doing, meaning the Ravens are, why am I talking about the Ravens, man? Let's just get off this. Anyway, the Browns made the playoffs, baby, locked into the fifth seed. So a lot of questions come up when the Browns make the playoffs. And we're in a good position this year because normally when do we see the Browns in a situation where they have their playoff spot locked in before week 18? Or in the past before week 17, right? I can't think of one in my lifetime, actually I can back in the 80s, where the Browns had something locked up before the end of the season. So, yeah, this is a new position for us. I mean, maybe they did in 2020, I just don't remember. But this is a new position. I don't think so. I don't think they did. Now, new position for us. Now we can say, hey, we have the luxury of sitting our starters and getting some rest, which God knows this team needs. They had a week four bye. Or are we five by like really early in the season? The Browns need a buy. Okay. Now they got the mini buy this week taking on uh, the the Jets on Thursday night. They got a mini buy coming up this week. They're going to add that to that, resting some starters. Now, Kevin Stefanski came out in his press conference yesterday and made it very well known that they're interested in going 1 0 this week and making that a winning situation. And I agree completely. Teams that go into the last week of the season and kind of take a week off set themselves up for failure. So the Browns do need to walk in there with the mentality that we're going to go one and another this week. Now, the question is, who are you playing and who are you not playing? I think Spansky was also correct when asked, I can't remember who asked him, 
when asked at this press conference, uh, do you want to get some of these backups some playing time? Stefanski responded, these backups have had playing time. They're at this point basically starters because of the amount of time they've played in the season. So there's no benefit for the backups for them playing this week because they have been playing. Okay, so there's no benefit to them because they've already been in the game. I mean, more playing time is fantastic. Um, you know, they, the more you get on tape, the better you can get. But quite honestly, the benefit of resting people is so they can recover from injuries. Joel Batonio should not play this week, period. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, you know, I'm kind of skipping ahead of myself. But let's start with the real question. Should the Browns start Joe Flacco? Flacco around and find out. And in my opinion, the answer is for a quarter. You need to treat this game like it's the second or third, probably the third uh, preseason game, right? You want to come out, establish a rhythm, move the ball, score a touchdown, get some success, make sure you've come out and you've done it, right? You've inserted some dominance and you've made your case that this is why who you are. Then around the middle of the second quarter or the middle of the or start of the second half, put in all the backups and let them get some time and who cares about the end. But you've got to keep the rhythm. So keep the starters out there in the first quarter, maybe half the second quarter, get two or three drives under your belt just to like establish and keep the rhythm going. What you don't want is to sit guys this week and then they're all rusty coming back the next week. Just send them out there for two or three drives. Send them out there for a quarter, quarter and a half. Then we'll go on with life. All right? That's what I think we should do with Flacco. Send him out there for a drive or two or even one drive. Get him out of there after one drive. You know, don't get him hit. Use match protection. Just get him a chance to go out there and game action, throw the ball, get his body used to the game action, and then yank him. Now, starting with the offensive line, let's look at the Browns' injuries. I know Joel Batonio I've already skipped ahead and said Joel Batonio should not start. But let's look at Browns' injuries here. Um, let's just see. Go to, we'd like to go to last week's Browns death chart injury report because I don't think the uh, new one is currently out because it is Tuesday and Tuesday is traditionally the off day. So the injury reports start to come out on Wednesday. But let's look at last week's injury report as I'm looking this up. Injury report. Joe Batonio, the back and the knee was limited all week in practice. I think he sits next week. Well, Horquez, unless he's 100%, you sit him. Jerron Christian, I would say you let him sit, but I don't know who else you got to play tackle. Uh, so he's probably going to be playing. Amari Cooper, not injury-related, rest in the heel. Um, he did not play on Thursday night. So he's one of those guys, if he's ready to go, I'd put him out for a series or two and then bring him back. Um, I'm looking at people who are questionable because most of these people went through the whole time. Marquise Goodwin was questionable. Unless he's 100%, I wouldn't put him out there. If he's good enough to go out there, put him out for a series, maybe two, get him used to the game, pull it, right? Dustin Hopkins, I'd sit him. The game doesn't mean anything. Just get that injury handled. Nick Harris is good. Cream Hunt's good. Kunisic, I think he played. Ogbo Okoronkwo. Right, he's been did not practice for a while. Let him rest. If he's well enough to play, play him a series or two and then pull him. Juan Thornhill, this is a guy I would sit. 
Okay, Juan Thornhill has been questionable all year. Okay, let him sit, let him recover, let's move on. Anthony Walker, not playing him. Denzel Ward, I, I'd be sitting Denzel Ward too. Miles Garrett wouldn't see the field. Soteria Smith wouldn't see the field, period. I wouldn't even put them in. Let some of these backup guys come in here, make a name for themselves. And by the way, there's some guys out there on, on backups in terms of uh, the depth chart here on the defense that are really making a name for themselves. So as we go through the injury report here, why don't we look at the, at the depth chart, right? Ogbo Rokowankwo has had a pretty good season. Siaki Ika has been playing pretty well. I mean, he haven't heard his name called, and that's not a bad thing. Shelby Harris has gotten some, some good work in. Alex Wright has really stepped up. Now, I think Alex Wright could be, like, the most improved player on the team this year. He has – he came in with some understanding of what it takes to play defensive end in a system that requires you to double gap and single gap, single gap turn on the defensive call. Um, so I like what Alex Wright has done. Let him showcase himself in this game. Let Isaiah McGuire come out and play most of the, the snaps. Let him showcase. If you're going to put Miles Garrett in at all in this game, which I don't recommend, put him in on third down pass rushing situations and let him go. Just let him be the wild card. Let him go wherever he wants to go and do whatever he wants to do to set up the pass rush. All right. I'm looking through this. I mean, I, I'm really liking what, what Ronnie Hickman has brought to the situation on at the safety position. I would love to see, and I know we're not going to see him this week. Okay, I get that. But I would love to see Grant Delpit come back for the playoffs. Um, I don't know if we're going to see that. I'm hoping we can see Grant Delpit back. But if he does come back, that is a great situation for the Browns, given the rise of Ronnie Hickman, Ron Harmon. you got to keep D'Anthony Bell there at safety because, like, he's your backup kicker. I mean, let, let's be honest. These guys can't kick. He's the one doing it. So, hey. Uh, you know, going over the roster here, I think a lot of these guys can sit. Like, I'd sit Garrett. I'd sit Zadarius Smith. You need those guys. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, you could probably sit as he's a little older. Give uh, Jordan Elliott and Shelby Harris and Siaki Ika, give them some play, man. You could probably, probably maybe sit Jeremiah Wusu-Koromora because you're going to need him if you play the Ravens in the playoffs. You're going to need him. And whoever you get next week, you're probably going to need them as well because Jacksonville's built with some speed. Um, Indianapolis has got some speed. The Texans have some speed. You're going to want JOK out there. I'm looking at the rest of this. I mean, you got to sit Joel Batonio. If you got some backups, you can give Wyatt Teller a day off. I wouldn't put Najoku out there. I wouldn't put <laughs> I wouldn't put Amari Cooper out there. Um you're probably going to have to play some Jerome Ford. Probably going to have to play some Pierre Strong. Maybe you put Pierre Strong as the primary option and Jerome Ford as the backup's op backup option just to keep him, keep the uh, the rust away. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, if you're going to get a chance to sit, this is your opportunity. Quarterback-wise, I'd throw P.J. Walker in there. There's no reason to put Jeff Driscoll in there. And you pray to God you never have to see Jeff Driscoll run the Browns offense, not even in this game against the Bengals. You really just don't want that. Unless the idea here is, is we got to save Flacco and Walker, which I can see being the case, and then just saying, hey, look, we're going to throw Jeff Driscoll out there and let him get killed, and, and that'll be that. I wouldn't be upset about that option either. 
Could Driscoll out there, let him get a start against his former team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, as uh, uh, I can't even, Chris Sims would say, the Bengals. Although the rest of us from Ohio understand it's the Bengals, B-E-N, not bang, as like bang, you're dead. But this is Chris Sims we're talking about, right? He can't, whatever. All right, hey, so the Browns get a chance to take basically a bye week after a mini-bye. This is kind of like what the Ravens had. They had a, a bye week, right, followed after their, their mini-bye and had almost 20 straight days off. The Browns here are looking at, like, an 11-day bye before the next game. If you give them the week off, you're looking at almost 18 days uh, for some people to recover before the first playoff game. I think that sounds like a tremendous scenario for the Browns at this point. Okay, let's take our break right here. And on the other side of this, let's talk playoff scenarios. Let's pull up the ESPN scenario playoff machine. Let's get that thing rolling right after the break. We will talk about this. So hang on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Let's talk playoffs. Playoffs? Talking playoffs? So the first thing I want to say, we start talking about playoff scenarios. I just want to point out that I think, quite honestly, that the best thing, there's the playoff scenario machine. Let's, let's take that out there. The best thing that could happen for the Browns and for the NFL is for the best teams to make the playoffs, period. I don't think any team should run from any other team, any competition. Who I want the best teams that earn the right to play in the, in the playoffs, to be in the playoffs. I don't want to dodge this team or dodge that team or construct some scenario to dodge this team or that team. I really don't care. Whoever makes the playoffs, that's who's on your schedule. That's who we're playing. That's what it is. Okay? Period. So as far as I'm concerned, whoever makes it, I don't really care. The Browns got their spot. I don't even think they should care. But in the land of fans, some fans do care. So why don't we give you guys the keys to look at next week? In terms of, of the games, right? So from the AFC, and I'm only going to talk about the AFC today because who cares about the NFC? The AFC, there's only three games that really matter what's happening here, okay? Three games. That That's really it for the Browns' sake. Well, maybe four, but I, I'm, I'm of the persuasion it's only three. Miami at Buffalo. Now, why do I care about Miami at Buffalo? Because... Of the first game that's important, let's just skip right to the first game that's important. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. That is probably the most, because I'm personally a hater of Pittsburgh, so that to me is why this is the most important thing, because my playoff vision is around how do we get rid of Pittsburgh just because it would be funny. It would be funny for Pittsburgh not to make the playoffs. Therefore, let's find the scenarios where they don't make the playoffs. So first and foremost, for Pittsburgh to make the playoffs, they would have to beat Baltimore. Okay. Now, should they beat Baltimore, this is where it can get a little interesting. And here I pulled up on the screen for those of you who are watching. If you're not watching, you're listening, I will walk you through all this. So if you go to ESPN, you can get under their playoff machine and you can add in who wins and who loses and how that changes the playoff picture, okay? If I make this a little bigger. There we go. Making that bigger for everybody to see. So the current playoff picture looks like this. You've got Baltimore's number one seed, Miami's two, Kansas City is three, Jacksonville's four, 
Cleveland's five, Buffalo is six, and the Colts are number seven. Now, first game that's important, which happens to be the first game played this upcoming weekend, which is on Saturday at 420, is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Now, should the Ravens win, let's put that in there, Pittsburgh is gone, period. They're done. Pittsburgh doesn't play at all whatsoever if the Ravens can beat Pittsburgh. So week number like first situation you want, let's, let's clear it off here. The first situation you want is Baltimore to beat Pittsburgh. Now, I know that's being a, a, a homer here, but I just I don't like Pittsburgh, and I'd rather you just lose. So let's see if we can get the Ravens to beat Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's gone. All right, we'll know that on 420 after that first game of the wild card, or that of Week 18. Now, let's just happen to say that Baltimore decides to rest all their starters, and Tyler Huntley can't come out and get the job done, and Pittsburgh wins the game. All right, as of their victory over Baltimore, they would be in the playoffs. Okay, that's game one. Let's look at game two. Game two is the most, the latest game to be played on wild card week, or excuse me, on week 18, is the Buffalo at Miami game. Now, if Buffalo wins that game, boom, Buffalo becomes the second seed. We've got to add some other stuff in here. Buffalo becomes the second seed and Miami becomes the sixth seed. So Buffalo wins the division. Miami gets the sixth seed. Now, other scenarios. Let's say Miami wins that game. If Miami wins that game and Pittsburgh wins, then Pittsburgh becomes the makes the playoffs. Further complicating our little scenario is game three. Game three here is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Should the Jaguars win, Pittsburgh will go off, or Pittsburgh will still go off the wayside. Let's fill in some other AFC games here. Because this isn't behaving the way it needs to be behaving. Kansas City wins. Let's say the Raiders win. Okay, now we're looking at the situation where Pittsburgh wins, Buffalo, or Miami beats Buffalo, Pittsburgh's in the playoffs. If Buffalo beats Miami, okay, Buffalo becomes the second seed, Miami becomes the sixth seed. Yeah, I'm embarrassing myself on here because this is Buffalo, or excuse me, Pittsburgh. You've got Buffalo winning, Jacksonville winning, right? and then the winner of these two. So if these two tie, that would be so many Texans or the Colts. If the Texans or the Colts tie, Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. Let's watch if we have one win. Let's say the Texans win. <gasps> there they are. Let's say the Colts win. <gasps> there they are. But if they tie, and then Pittsburgh makes it, which who really thinks that Houston and Indianapolis are going to tie? Come on, man. So if Buffalo wins, they win the second seed. If Jacksonville wins, they win the fourth seed. Then the winner of the Texans-Colts game is the seventh seed, and Pittsburgh goes bye-bye. Now, let's say Tennessee wins that game. That the Steelers win, Buffalo wins, Tennessee wins, then the Pittsburgh are in at seven. But let's say Miami wins that situation, then Pittsburgh gets the sixth seed. So what we need, ladies and gentlemen, is a scenario in which the Ravens beat Pittsburgh, because then they're gone. But let's say Pittsburgh win. Then you need Buffalo to beat Miami and Jacksonville to beat 
Tennessee, because then Pittsburgh is gone, and the winner of the Texans-Colts game gets the seventh seed. That's all I care about in the playoffs. Now, let's talk about the Browns for a second. Let's get this team out, because I think the Ravens will end up beating Pittsburgh regardless. But it depends on their level of interest. No matter what happens with the, with the Browns, they're getting in that fifth spot. But who will the Browns play? Let's clear this all out for a second. Start this up. See how fun this is? You should go to ESPN and check this out. We'll clear this all out. Start over. Okay. So let's give Baltimore the win. Let's give Buffalo the win, which is what we like. Now, let's say Tennessee beats Jacksonville. Then all of a sudden, the winner of the Texans Indianapolis game is the team that the Browns play. So the Browns could be going to Houston, should Houston beat Indianapolis. They could go to Indianapolis if Indianapolis beats Houston. But that is dependent upon the Titans beating the Jaguars. So the ultimate ideal scenario, I think, for me, what I personally like, is a Baltimore win, a Colts win, the Browns beating the Bungles, which who cares, really? I mean, it's the Bungles. Come on. I don't care who wins the Jets, the, the Patriots, but we'll pick the Patriots. We want the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Tennessee Titans because combined with that Pittsburgh loss, Pittsburgh's gone. Who cares who wins between the Chargers and the Chiefs, but we're going to call it the Chiefs. Who cares who wins between the Broncos and the, the Raiders, but we'll call it the Raiders. And the last game is the Buffalo at Miami. I'm looking for a Buffalo win. Actually, I'm looking for a Miami win in this scenario. Hmm. I would like a scenario where the Buffalo heads to Kansas City, but I don't think I'm going to find that scenario. Other than that, if Buffalo, if Miami, Buffalo wins, Miami could end up going to Kansas City. That should be one heck of a game. And I would like to see the Chiefs eliminated right from the start. I don't see the Colts or the Texans eliminating the Chiefs. I don't see Pittsburgh eliminating the Chiefs, which they don't even have a chance to play the Chiefs. I can see Buffalo eliminating the Chiefs, but I don't think that's going to be a scenario. It's all going to come down to if Buffalo wins, I get the scenario I want in so many ways. Against the Steelers, taking out Miami against the Chiefs, Browns are going to Jacksonville, which I'm pretty happy about. I can take that on. But let's say Jacksonville loses. Could still end up with the Colts as the fourth seed, provided the Steelers lose. I'd be okay with that scenario. If Jacksonville loses and the Colts win, and the Browns are going to Indianapolis, which all of us will be there, then Miami plays Kansas City, and Jacksonville plays Buffalo at Buffalo. This, I guess, is now my new ultimate scenario. At this scenario, if it could all work out, we'd have Baltimore 1, Buffalo 2, Kansas City 3, Colts 4, Browns 5, Miami 6, Jacksonville 7. And for the only way for the Browns to get a playoff game at home is for every single wildcard team to win. And that's an unlikely scenario, so it's a pretty good chance the Browns are playing on the road for the entire playoffs. But, hey, look, the Browns made the playoffs, right? And they get a chance to sit their starters they get a chance to relax, to get a, a bye week after a mini-bye, 
I mean, come on, man. This is the best scenario the Browns could have asked for in terms of rest. Get everybody who's injured healthy, play people on a, who are healthy on a minimal basis, and get things rolling. So I will see you guys next week on what the elf was that. We didn't even talk about officials, but my God, officials. If it's not obvious yet that the officials are doing stuff to take the outcomes of games, I don't know what to tell you. I've been telling you long enough it's going on. If, I, if it hasn't been proved yet, I can't. I can't even. I can't even. I mean, people are even now coming out to talk against like, NFL people are coming out now, starting to point the fingers at the officials and saying this is a problem after they've told us over and over and over and over and over again that it's not a problem. So it'll be interesting to see the way this goes. But we will talk next week when we figure out who the Browns are playing and where we're all going to meet up and where we're going to tailgate. And until then, what the hell was that? Thank you for listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast. Please like, subscribe, and tell all your friends to give a listen. You can follow host Joel Cade on Twitter at The Left Guard. 